You are listening to a podcast from Snagarikinask for Radio Nova. In this episode, Elise, Kelvin and Mac will discuss the integration process coming to Norway as a child, as an adult or as a second generation. My name is Mac. I'm in the studio with Elisa. And we have a special guest today. What's up, guys? My name is Kelvin. Kelvin. Yeah. All right. And today, Kelvin, you're here because we are talking about what? Well, we're talking about integration and culture shocks. Moving to Norway from another country. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I mean, I can talk from experience. I am French and I've been living here 10 years. And where are you? originally from i'm from brazil rio de janeiro and i've been living here for like 17 years i think 17 years yeah so also mm -hmm. and elisa yeah so i'm actually born and raised here in norway but my dad moved here from uh, the usa right uh, as i was about to be born mm -hmm. so i have kind kind of uh, it's it second generation or first generation immigration um, I would say first generation. First, right? Yeah. So I still have a lot of uh, traditions from my, my American side. So that's kind of my perspective here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I, I was like the first, you know, first gen, you know. Not even the first gen, I'm like the first person. Zero. In, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Generation zero. So yeah. like, I came here as a child and, you know, uh, I had to learn everything and <laughs> the mm. language. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I met Kelvin like 13 years ago and then he, you were like tw 13, 14. I think I was 13 actually. Yeah. yeah. When we met. He has still had quite an accent, but now he's uh, got more of a dialect than me. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, we, we don't really think about having an accent actually. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you no. speak so perfectly uh, English and Norwegian. Uh, so it's, it's hard to guess that, uh, yeah, the first few years, I think I had like this um, uh, accent, as you say, like the dialect came after a while. Mm, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you hear me speaking Norwegian now, you're like, what? Mm. <laughs> what are you saying? It doesn't sound like Oslo people at all. No. Yeah. And so uh, the first part of our topic was uh, our background, our family and our, our journey here. So we heard a little bit where you were from. Uh, and why did you come to Norway or why did your yeah, uh, family move? So my mom, she met an, <clears throat> a Norwegian man uh, back in Brazil. I think I was about seven. And uh, yeah, they've been together for like three years. And my father was like, should we move to Norway? Mm -hmm. I mean, the opportunities there are way better. Uh, and my mom agreed. So I was so excited, you know. I mean... At this point, I had never been to an airport <laughs> before. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're going across the pond. And <laughs> it was pretty crazy, you know. But it sounds like a pretty smooth uh, decision. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we didn't have much say in it. Uh, I mean, we're just like kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. But for your mother, I mean, you know, she was in love. and Yeah. Uh, I mean, leaving the country where she comes from, is it could be potentially complicated if she has family and... And maybe things that can hold her back there. Or maybe she thought about you guys, you know, what it would be for you. To yeah, I think she definitely thought about us, you know, because mm. the opportunities in Norway are so much better than, well, Brazil in general. Yeah. Unless you're really rich there, you don't get very far. So, 
it was a very wise decision, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm nice. gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to, you had to learn Norwegian too. Yeah. Um, that's sort of the integration process. So, yeah. um, I mean, they have really good uh, opportunities for kids here or even adults to learn the region because, you know, the second you get here in school, they're like, they put you in the region in a special class where they teach, learn region. And mm. uh, yeah, it's like a very seamless process. So you don't really feel like too left out. Uh, but it's very hard when they don't speak English or Norwegian mm. or anything, just Portuguese, and you're like, how do I say Apple? Toilet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have an experience with that, Sabrina, when you first came in? Uh, with the language? I think it's different when you're an adult, because as a kid, I think you, first of all, you learn much faster, and you have a really uh, a need to communicate, right? If you, Especially if you just uh, spoke Portuguese. But for me, I came here and I already spoke English, so I could use English. Uh-huh. And then uh, if you try to speak Norwegian, people tend to hear your accent and switch to Norwegian. Um, and then I think, no, it was much more difficult to learn the language. Uh, being European, you don't get the same privileges as you know, other people in the world. Yeah. You have to pay a lot of money. It's very expensive. Uh, over 10,000 kroner for one semester is... It's, yeah, that's uh, crazy, actually. It's, it's money you don't have when you come here. Yeah, and uh, and it's uh, many many years to learn also a language because some people they tell you, oh they learn the language in three months. It's like, ah, I'm sorry, how did you do that? <laughs> first of all, and what sort of private classes you had? Yeah. Because there is no way you learn a language in three months. No, I don't no. believe that. I think you learn a little bit, m- maybe like the, the yeah. basics and the, what you need to survive. But it's it's complex to learn a language. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would imagine like. How can you learn a language in three months? Yeah. You must be outside every day, like speaking every single minute. Yeah. Mm. It must be very, very hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's not my case. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it took, it, took, it took nine years for me to start learning the language. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe but, I'm a slow one. Yeah, but like you say, people switch to English right away. And Norway mm. is a very English-friendly country. Mm. So it's, uh, if you know English here, you can live here for like 10 years. No problem. Like yeah. my dad, he he's been here for twenty six years now, and uh, he still has. I can hear a tiny bit of an accent. Yeah. But his friend who moved here around the same time, he still has. He still speaks American. Like he doesn't. Like his uh, Norwegian is very bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they've been living here for the same amount of time, but obviously one person put a little more into the talking yeah. than the other and. And I think yeah. it, it comes to how much pressure you have to learn the language, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you come here and you have a job and you're kind of, you have your circle of people and maybe you don't need to learn Norwegian. Yeah. But then, uh, like you, yeah. <laughs> you start at school in yeah. Norway. It's like... <laughs> you don't have a choice. Like, you yeah. have to learn it. You uh, have to. So, like, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm actually kind of thankful I I didn't know English because... Like, I had to learn the region really fast mm. or die. <laughs> no, mm. Not die, but just, you know, in order for you to make friendships, you know, you got to speak the language or yeah. Yeah. communicate somehow. It is important. So uh, we have kind of three different perspective, perspectives here in the studio. Me growing up here in Norway with uh, an American father. We have Sabrina, who moved here as an adult. Yeah. Uh, and we have Kelvin <laughs> who moved here as a child. Whee. So I think it's interesting to have kind of those three 
uh, marks to go from. Um, my father moved here uh, to live with because he, they were having me. So I have okay. two older siblings. They were also born in Norway, but they moved to America. And the plan was kind of to raise a family in the U.S. But my mom felt safer to go back here. Mm. So that's what they did. And uh, here I am. <laughs> and I don't really, in, in that manner, I don't really have stories of culture shock here in Norway. Because obviously it is also, yeah, it's part of my culture here. too. Yeah. Yeah. But I do have kind of a different um, set of family values, for example. Mm. Uh, the U.S. are more like uh, focused on family, for example, and respect. So I had a pretty strict home, but it was also centered a lot on like the family is the only one you got and all that jazz. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, something I experienced with other kids where they, they had more like freedom, but it also... They didn't talk with their parents as much about, like, boundaries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we can maybe cut that out, actually. Yeah. Which part mm-hmm. of the U.S. your dad is from? Um, he's from Philadelphia. And have you been back? Have you been visiting family? I've been there twice. Twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to visit my family over there. Yeah, How And they're just that? super friendly. They're all very loving, inclusive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also, you know... Well, I like Kelvin so much because his family is kind of... We're, we're actually both from the Americas, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and see. they're so loving and inclusive. It's something I, like, picked up on the second I got, like, at his place mm-hmm. and met his family. Yeah, I, I remember, like, the first time I took you back to my place. And my mom, she did not approve because we're, like, one of the most, like... Uh, what should I say? Uh, uptight girls. Uh, but, you know, it was really fun to see because she's, like... Super open and super friendly, very loud. So, <laughs> mm, yeah. And Elise's first skirmish was like, Are we supposed to be talking this loud? Yeah, I'm I like, was yeah. scared of his mom. She was scary. She was <laughs> screaming. Yeah. She was running around with a spatula, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the first words I had to learn in Portuguese were like, Don't bite me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bite me. Yeah, maybe that's just our what high style. Let's not speak about the entirety of Brazil here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, I mean, we were like, always, like, super loud and uh, very, like, music-centered yeah, yeah. and mm. always dancing around. So um, that was sort of the first culture shock here in Norway when I first went to, like, a Norwegian friend's house. It was, like, super quiet. Yeah. They were making dinner for, like, the three of them. And I was like, well, okay, so this is a Norwegian home. That's, that's cool. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know. They had, uh, yeah, it was very different from the Brazilian experience, of course. Yeah. Where, and then again, uh, where kids were running around and in the streets chasing, like, uh, what is it called? The smoke truck, we used to call it. It's like a... The ice cream truck? or No, what? no, we don't, we don't have that over there. And I'm from, like, the countryside in Brazil. Okay. So there's, like, a mosquito truck. You know, okay. it kills mosquitoes and oh, wow. it sprays like oh, yeah, I've smoke. Seen that on TV. Because of malaria, yeah. it's a big problem in the South America. So they have like, in t- they have logistics to kind of yeah. take care of that. It's not the same issue. No, it's like, <laughs> what do you guys do in Brazil? And we're like, well, <laughs> we chase the truck. Yeah. <laughs> the smoke truck. And we had free spray spraying. on us. <laughs> so the mosquitoes wouldn't bite us. <laughs> yeah, so it was like a lot of different conversations. Like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, you know. And of course the weather, like that's the 
the yeah. biggest, you know. I don't know how you guys do it in France. Like, is it snowy? It's, uh, it depends where you come from, but it's more seasons. Yeah. And here it's no seasons. It's winter most of the year. And then, yeah. A what little summer? A, a little spring? A, a dash of summer. A dash. <laughs> a dash of summer. Sometimes. I don't really feel there's a spring. I don't really feel there's a fall. I think it's so cold, those seasons. Yeah. And, the, and it goes so quick. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I, I think at first I really missed having seasons and sh at least shorter winters, which I think everybody can understand. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, when it starts getting cold in August and uh, you can still have snow in March or April, then you're like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and sometimes in the 17th of May, like what? Yeah. What's going yeah. on here? It snows or yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So and in uh, Trondheim, you get all the seasons every day. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Yeah, rain, Exciting. snow, sun, and yeah. you never know what to wear. <laughs> They're gonna, they have like 24 degrees uh, this evening, and we have uh, rain and. <laughs> What's going on 17? with the weather today? Yeah, I know, it's like switched. That's, like, bit, uh, that's yeah. a very fun thing about Norway, you know. In Brazil, we have like sun for three months, and then we have rain for three months. Okay. <laughs> mm. Actually, I think it's even more than that. I'm not mm. really sure, but I remember like uh, the rain season there is like crazy, you know. It never stops raining. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like 40 degrees plus Celsius. Yeah. But is it cold when it rains? Or is it still like now? 17, it, honestly, it's been such a long time since I've been to Brazil when yeah. it rained. I don't actually remember. Uh, I think we actually put on hoodies and mm, uh, jeans yeah. and such. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure it's cold though because it's super humid. Yeah. Mm. So you're like sweating while it's <laughs> mm, <I laughs> moist see. in here. Yeah. It's yeah. like an experience. Mm. So yeah. So Sabrina, did you have any like culture shocks when you moved here, other than like seasons and stuff, like um, uh, people or? No, I think I was a little bit maybe prepared to for it to be different. I, I lived in the UK before, so I was mm -hmm. already uh, used to adapting to another place, another country. Mm. Um, I think the most. Um, Noticeable is when people are so uh, introverted and quiet. They keep to themselves. Yeah. They talk yeah. to you when they're drunk <laughs> and then they don't remember it the next day. Oh, same as here. <laughs> like, oh, we should be friends. And then you never hear from them again. Uh, uh, or if you make Norwegians friends, I think they're not very proactive into meeting up, into being social. Uh, if I compare to my French group of friends and uh, the international group, People are like, hey, let's go for coffee on Sunday. Yeah, let's go for a meal during the week. Yeah, let's go out on Saturday. It's like all the time. Yeah. And everybody has a job. And most people have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Most people train, you know, and they still have make this... time for that. Yeah, this will to socialize. They you know? prioritize yeah. socializing. I think Norwegians do that very little. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's a nice feeling because... You know, maybe you've had a bad day or a bad week and then you meet those people just for a short time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be for hours. Mm -hmm. And it's come as you are and it's like a debrief of the week and it's it's very pleasant. It's like yeah. therapeutic. Yeah. So you don't want to be waiting for like the whole weekend and then yeah. for the whole week and yeah. then hang out a little bit on the weekends. It's like, come on, we should do something on yeah. Tuesday. I think it's nice. Yeah. Mm. But um, I would say otherwise it's pretty, you know... It's pretty okay. It's easy to adapt to, I would say. Yeah. But yeah. maybe that's also that's good. depending on your ability to adapt. 
yeah, it's like personal ability. Everybody's different. I like to yeah. joke about Norwegians and cats, you know, because they remind me of a cat, you know. Oh like yeah. Quiet in a corner, and then you have to go over there and pet them, like yeah. to get something out of them. <laughs> like hello there. Or they come when they need food and yeah. something, you know. <laughs> and then ciao. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Drop a rat on your rug and be like, here you go. Yeah. Mm. Happy birthday. <laughs> See you later. No, but like, yeah, uh, the quietness of the Norwegian people was like a huge thing because in Brazil, if you go to like a bus or mm-hmm. a train, uh, not a bus, not a train, but a bus, um, like the volume is like yeah. so loud mm. and everybody's speaking to each other and you, you don't have to know them they just speak to you like hey how are you doing what are you doing yeah, here yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not it's not the same i have to say this is quite enjoyable to have a quiet bus sometimes yeah mm-hmm. uh, maybe not all the time but uh, i think sometimes it's oh you know <laughs> you just well, sit there and the bus is not quiet creates. when you're going home like three in the morning on a saturday oh no you know no, no. Uh, that's when Norwegians <laughs> becomes like party people you know, or when like, they go like, out yeah because we're not quiet when we go out when we're on the bus mm. <laughs> we're like the worst yeah <laughs> uh, that's the fun part annoying people on the bus <laughs> yeah and now the next segment is about the uh, integration process yeah coming to Norway uh, so you really say you were born here mm-hmm. so it was pretty smooth I guess Yeah, I mean, uh, for my siblings, my older siblings, actually, Mm. it wasn't as smooth. I mean, my big sister was only four, so I don't think she probably missed too much of, like, the U.S., but my brother was six, and he had started learning, like, he was speaking, they were both speaking English, Mm -hmm. Uh, so they kind of struggled learning Norwegian because it's kind of in the middle of the development process of language, and he struggled with some pronunciations, which kind of stuck with him. Mm. And still today, like, sometimes you can hear him yeah. struggling with the hard rolling R's yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that is difficult. And a <laughs> funny story is uh, when I was uh, learning uh, to speak Norwegian, of course, um, I could hear that he was uh, like his dad and my stepmom was like, oh, you have to roll your R's like this to my brother because he was rolling with it. And then I would come up like, no, <laughs> typical child. Like, I can do it. Do it like this. Mm. <laughs> so and that stuck with me. Yeah. So my R's, R's were like rolling a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you overcompensate. So now I struggle yeah. with the American you R's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> double roll. Yeah. He double roll. So I kind of experienced it from like an observing point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing how my the oh, rest of my family were coping and dad who was sometimes struggling to communicate with people and taking a moment to think on what he was going to say. Yeah. And sometimes they would just, like, speak for him because he was taking so long, I think, yeah. Oh. And what about you, Calvin? Uh, well, uh, the integration process. Well, I don't have a lot of experience with it because, um, like, I was a, just a child. I was 10 years old. So my mom and my father handled everything. Mm-hmm. So I was just along for the ride, like... Um, I remember we did this Mutok Klosse, mm-hmm. which is like the uh, first stage. Um, you know, when it come to Norway, uh, mm-hmm. they put in a class with only foreigners uh, because they're teaching you like very basic Norwegian and just Norwegian, some simple maths and yeah, um, just to get you into the Norwegian yeah. language. On and the then um, they try to integrate you a little bit into Norwegian classes so you can learn a little bit more about maths and not to fog and all the other stuff. Um, so that's like 
my perception of like integration in school mm-hmm. and of course in the social life you gotta jump at it by yourself so yeah like play football with the Norwegian kids and you know yeah. the language there is like throw the ball <laughs> yeah. yeah but you you started uh, doing like uh, after school activities like track team right yeah well I used to run uh, yeah. but it wasn't like um, until I was 15 I think so I started pretty late with sports. Yeah. Uh, before that, I went to the scouts. Uh, mm. That's where I met you. Yeah. <laughs> so you were all just a bunch of Norwegian people. And yeah. Yeah. But that's a pretty good place to learn Norwegian too, because you yeah. are coming across a lot of terms you don't usually, like, uh, you know, bonfire stuff yeah. and different knots. <laughs> you have to learn <laughs> name of the knots that like most Norwegian peoples don't know. Mm. So it's kind of a unique perspective and. And Scouts is also very inclusive and fun and, you know, easy to get friends in, I think. Yeah. I think it's good when you're a child to, uh, and a foreigner to do those activities, right? Mm. To participate and to be mixed with other people, easily gain a skill and learn the language. Yeah. yeah. So and also you're doing the most Norwegian thing of them all. You're going for a hike. Like, mm-hmm. that's what every Norwegian <laughs> does. You're going alone or with one person and yeah. you just... Looking at trees, <laughs> <laughs> saying hi to people passing. Saying hi you. to people passing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, how was it for you coming, uh, like, to Norway as an adult? Well, like, was what was the integration <sighs> process like for you? I think maybe you think a bit differently as an adult. <clears throat> I think it's mostly uh, you think about paperwork. Yeah. yeah. First, you know how to uh, how to be legally here. So it's I think it's mostly. Yeah, that that takes all your mind and mm-hmm. all your space and yeah. all your time because the bureaucrats the bureaucracy in Norway is extremely slow. Uh, <laughs> it can take yes easily six months to get uh, like a like a D number or to get a, a letter from the police or oh it's, it's ridiculous like six the amount of time. Six a long time. Um, so I know that uh, yeah, it's it's a stressful process. Yeah. Mm. And when you don't know the system, you don't exactly know how to go about it when it's, you know, it's taking so long. So it's important to um, ask people around you maybe for advice and um, and just call, call them. Yeah. Uh, literally call them every day if you have to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's very likely that you'll never speak to the right, the same person, uh, not the right person, and that those people, they don't have any knowledge of your file so they always have to look into it and blah 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 mm. and maybe one day you find the right person that will forward it and yeah. then it starts moving yeah I remember just like you the EQs they were like ridiculously long like yeah. I remember waking up at like 5 o'clock in the morning yeah. to get to the police station and my father would drop me off to pick up my mom and sister yeah. because you know there was like a thousand people there waiting for those paperwork yeah. of theirs and it was like ridiculous I remember ridiculous. The, the process at UDAE and also you had to have all the right paperwork with mm-hmm. you because if you had something missing it would take like another three months to get another appointment Yeah, and then oh you see at, at the time when I came here in like 2012 I remember there were the queue for the Norwegian Scandinavian and the rest of the world <laughs> And it's like the Scandinavian, the system, it was so fast. Yeah. Like they took a number, they queued for uh, 15, 20 minutes and they were, boom, done. <laughs> and we, we were there for hours, you know. Oh, and then yeah. it was tedious and, and yeah. And there's nothing to do, you know, you're like in a room 
no, sitting exactly. in a chair looking at the wall. And you, you, know? you give your papers and somebody asks you questions. That's all, you know? So yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit uh, of a weird process. So, for me, it was more about doing the paperwork, yeah. uh, the focus. So, then you don't really think about language. You don't really think about um, settling down so much because you have to fix so many small things. Mm. Yeah. Um, was it a lot of, like, embassy work, too? or With the French embassy, you mean? Mm. No, um, not really with the French mm. embassy because I'm not living in France anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not registered I'm registered in Norway. So when I move, I register myself here. And like I used to live in England. So I had an address, bank accounts, and then I shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And then you move and then you All start right. from oh. zero. Yeah, because I know you, Kelvin, have to deal with the embassy <laughs> like yeah. time on. I mean, um, Sabrina was a little bit luckier because she's from Europe. Yeah. Uh, I'm from mm. you know Brazil, uh, where everything is done by paperwork stupid stupid thing yeah. <laughs> so we had to go like to the embassy like every year and okay. the embassy is in Oslo so we had to drive down from Trondheim to Oslo oh that's another issue yeah, yeah that was horrible and you know um, my little sister and I were like come on dad mom <laughs> what are we doing here and they're yeah. like let's just get this paperwork and get the hell out of here <laughs> mm. yeah, so, yeah I think that's uh, that's also a system that needs to be updated like yeah. um, making paperwork even for passports now you know yeah uh, if you want to make passports for a swedish uh, citizen living in oslo you can't do it here you have to go to sweden so oh, i think really? the, still the process is r- really ridiculous i oh think they God. should agree on a system where you can make it in the land where you are mm-hmm. and then like for your case you know having to come to oslo it's i think it's kind of ridiculous they should have an office or somebody uh, yeah, a booth or i don't know, you know just a tiny could, office yeah. there you know do liaison up north and not in every city in Norway but in some main area like Trondheim and Bergen and yeah yeah. I mean imagine those people who live like in Schirkenes where yeah. it's like 17 yeah. hours drive to Oslo like you don't or you have there. to <laughs> spend like three, four thousand to yeah. get down there yeah it's like ridiculous amounts of yeah. time and money and you mm. know I mean, I can imagine my parents like sitting through the paperwork because you have to uh, accord uh, like Norwegian paperwork yeah. with Brazilian paperwork, and that's gotta be a nightmare, you know. Mm. So, it is. Thank God I got my like um, citizenship uh, before I was an adult, so yeah. I, I didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> Now you have two citizenships, right? Yeah, my Norwegian citizenship and my Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's a little bit of work because you know. You have to pay for those passports, and the, the Brazilian passport only lasts for three years oh, hmm. or five, I think. Yeah, so you have to go and make new ones. Every Why is it not much longer? Uh, I think it has to do with something that I don't live in Brazil. I live mm. here, okay. yeah. so uh, and they can siphon more money from me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. And cut now that out. <laughs> <laughs> the last uh, part. We won't, we won't cut that part. It's very important to hear about uh, things that happen uh, abroad. Yeah. 